Jason Tatum drops 49 points. Boston Celtics drop 134 on that Miami zone. And all in front of British royalty? How fun! And it's all right now on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rainy J's, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. And I'm here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast directly to your device if you're subscribed. So make sure you are. And you can also subscribe on YouTube. I'd love it if you watch the show there. I'm trying to build an audience there. So please do that. And I do appreciate all of the people who have come up to me here at the Garden and have told me, we make your show the first listen every day. Thank you so much. You should be more like them if you're not. I'm John Corrales, former professional basketball player. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal, and I've written a book called The Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. The Boston Celtics coming off a win, their fifth in a row. And what is this, 14 of the last 15? Is that right? I've lost track. I have lost track of how much they've been winning, but I know it's five in a row and five straight with 120-plus points. They scored 134 against Miami. So later on, I'll get into some of the British royalty stuff because uh, Prince William and Kate Middleton were here. You probably don't care, but if you do, hey, it's actually some funny stuff there. Uh, in the second segment, I'll just get into more of like the the side note stuff of the game. But w- uh, Jason Tatum, and then the, you know, the, I'll start off with the, the the Celtics offense as a whole against the zone, and basically, uh, I don't want to jump the gun here, but. The Celtics right now, the way they're constructed, the way their offense is going, I don't know that a zone should be confusing to them anymore. And I say that knowing that the zone never should have been confusing to them, but it it was, it has been in the past. Miami's been a team that's been very tough for them to play because of the zone that they have faced. But in this one, I think the Celtics pretty much kind of sawed right through all of the zone. Right away, first possession of the game. The ball gets to Al Horford on the right corner. He drives baseline. Jason Tatum does the absolute perfect thing at the absolute perfect time. Cuts right down the middle and gets a dunk out of it. That is wonderful basketball, wonderful recognition, and something that the Celtics haven't been doing a whole lot of in the past. That play right away set the tone for me. I was like, this is, this is going to be a good one from them, at least offensively. And obviously it was. The The way you beat a zone is you get into the gaps of the zone. And for, for people who don't know, the zone is uh, basically you're guarding an area. And you're assigned an area. And anybody that kind of comes through that, you kind of have to guard that person. And there are areas that overlap. If, you've got, if you're playing a 2-3 zone or a 1-2-2 or whatever it is, if if you have an area and a guy next to you has an area, there's a little, it's like a Venn diagram. There's a part where it overlaps and both guys kind of feel compelled to go to that space. 
Well, that's why you attack the gaps. And when the Celtics attack the gaps, and when you get the ball into the middle of the, the paint and you get into those areas, that is uh, how you collapse a defense, and that's how you get wide-open shots. And the Celtics got a ton of wide-open shots. They came out to a massive lead, and I thought after that lead that they were going to be able to just hold on for, you know, I thought it was going to be another one of those Sacramento type of, not Sacramento, uh, what was it, Washington, Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte's the one I was thinking of, where they just kind of cruise. I thought I thought it was going to be one of those uh, Miami comes in, they're they're kind of hurt, they're, they don't have Jimmy Butler, and, and the Celtics buzzsaw was just going to keep on rolling. To Miami's credit, they got hot too, but the zone that they threw at the Celtics meaningless. And it makes me wonder how they're going to play the Celtics on Friday because they play right right away again on Friday. Uh, I don't know if Jimmy Butler's going to play in that game, but uh the Celtics have shown that they they can get through that zone defense. Now, <laughs> if you're Eric Spolstra, you got to come up with something else. And if you can't come up with something else, then you're forced to play a man-to-man defense. And that means the Celtics are going to have the opportunity to attack Tyler Hero a whole lot more. They played Duncan Robinson 12 minutes that he's going to get attacked. They played Udonis Haslam nine minutes. He's going to get attacked if that happens again. You, They have guys on their team, Miami, that the Celtics will – are you going to switch? Are you going to – how are you going to run this defense? I think what the Celtics did in this game, I don't know that Spolstra is going to say – We'll we'll do this again and dare them to score 100, another 134 because the Celtics have proven yeah 134 no problem they they just scored 140 like I said they scored 120 in five straight games they can put up the points and they still did it without Jalen Brown he was shooting one for six now Jalen had a 26 point game 10 of 18 a very efficient night on his own uh, along with Tatum's 49 points on 25 shots. They got, but they didn't get much as far as shooting from Jalen Brown from deep. So he still hasn't kind of gotten that that part of his game going yet. That that's going to come, not a problem. Al Horford only took a couple of three, you know, made a couple of three pointers. Uh, Grant Williams is in a slump. Uh, they needed a twenty-one point game for Malcolm Brogdon to have the bench points match because, as I look at this, bench points twenty-nine for Miami, twenty-eight for Boston. That's you know, they, they the Celtics are, are able to put up all of these points with things, obvious holes, deficiencies going on here. So uh, let's get into Jason Tatum. Let's get more into the, the game that he had. Uh, I'll do that in just a second. First, I got to tell you about Bet Online, your number one source for all of your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer to esports. It's all covered at betonline.net. And if you love podcasts, I mean, you're here, you're listening to me, you must love podcasts, go to BetOnline, find those as well. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head on over to the website today. You can use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Make your second listen, Locked On Sports Today. Uh, I will be on Lockdown Sports today talking about the Celtics and Jason Tatum. So 
There's an added incentive to go check it out. It's all the big stories across all the sports world, including the local hosts and local experts. So check it out wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Uh, I'm here at the TD Garden. It's uh, 1.30 in the morning. You can see people cleaning up around the arena behind me. And Jason Tatum cleaned up on the floor. Uh, the beauty of what Jason Tatum did, 49 points, 15 of 25, 8 of 12 shooting, 11 of 12 from the free throw line. Uh, a couple of gift free throws, by the way, at the end when Tony Brothers ejected Bam out of bio. I mean, with 24 seconds to go, you're really going to get worried about what the guy said. He must have said something good to get ejected. So uh, whatever, that's fine. <laughs> um, but Tatum, once again... Super efficient. I talked about that cut that he made uh, at the beginning of the game, and he's just been able to attack, able to keep uh, you know keep defenses uh, on their toes. And then in a game like this, this kind of shows what what he's been missing all season long. We're talking about him as a, an MVP candidate, and he's putting up these thirty plus point games and averaging over thirty points a game. He hasn't been shooting like this. Eight of twelve from three is just about sixty seven percent. He came in shooting below league average. He was shooting below 35% heading into this game. The Celtics have, I, I think I mentioned this on yesterday's podcast, but if I didn't, the Celtics have uh, two shooters from three that are shooting below league average. One who's kind of right around league average and probably uh, getting, actually after tonight, probably right there. And everyone else, is at 40% plus. So at league average, Marcus Smart, which is, you know, he was two of three. Nice game from him. You know, it's kind of funny that 10 points, nine assists, five rebounds is just the, okay, yeah, nice game from Marcus Smart. You know, nine assists is big. Nine assists from Marcus Smart is big. We're just kind of casually expecting eight, nine assists from Marcus Smart now. Uh, but He's he's shooting right around league average, which is great, respectable. That's exactly where you want him to be. Jalen Brown's not going to get above league average because he shot one of six from three. Okay, fine. He'll get there. I'm not worried about it. He'll have a, like a hot December, a hot January, and we'll say, hey, remember uh, when he shot below league average? And people, oh, yeah, I, I forgot about that. Tatum, though, is starting to maybe break out of that. And if he's averaging 30-plus points per game and he hasn't been shooting well, this is the, oh, wait. What if he does shoot well? This is what you get, this type of thing. But he he really has evolved into a, such a, a dynamic offensive player. You see him screening. You see them running some, some actions where there are kind of uh, – what's a – deceit is basically – I can't think of the word that I want to use right now, but it's trickery. It's misdirections. It's all of that that – Tatum is an active participant in just moving the ball and moving yourself and doing all the other things to make your team better. And it's funny, Jalen Brown was asked about that same concept. And it's funny, Gary Washburn of the Globe phrased it pretty funny when he said, is this something that is actually true when you say move the ball and the ball will find you again and all that? Or is that something they just tell scorers so they can pass the ball? And Jalen was like, I think they just tell us that. I think they're just kind of sort of messing with us. But the reality is it's true. It's true. It, I'll, I'll, I think Jalen was having a little bit of fun there. But 
the fact is that if you do move the ball and everybody does play the right way, I've said this a million times on the podcast, the right guys will get the right stats because eventually the ball will find its way back to the scorers. And when you move the ball a couple of times and the defense is pulled out of position, the scorers will know how to exploit that. And the non-scorers won't, or they won't be quick enough to, or they will, but they're not quick enough and the defense will recover. So they make a pass, you know? So if Grant Williams gets the ball and up fakes and is able to get past the defense, he's not nearly as shifty or as fast as Jalen or Jason. So the defense can come catch up. They can come find them. They can come stop them. But when you make that next pass, the pass goes to Jalen or Jason, and they now have that space, that lane to cut. Tatum and Brown need much less room to break down the defense. And if they're already getting the ball in a spot where they can break down the defense, if it's already broken down some, then they're just going to bust right through that, like the Kool-Aid man through a wall. So Tatum has done a great job. Jalen has done a great job, too, uh, of moving the ball and, and just buying into this whole offense and and not really not playing as much iso ball uh, as we're used to. And even though you might look at the numbers and they might say that there's still plenty of isolation, Sure, there is plenty of isolation, but what we're not seeing is the dragged out, hold the ball and hunt for your own shot type of isolation. I think what you're seeing is getting the ball in an isolation situation and making a play for themselves, but they're do they're still doing it quickly. And Jason Tatum took some shots that, you know, were, I'd say, okay, I wonder if he should be taking that shot. But at, the rules don't apply to him, just like the rules don't apply to J Jalen or any other elite scorer. He took a few shots, and once once those things start falling, you're like, all right, go ahead. You, you do you, man. You, I'm just going to sit back here, and you just shoot your shots. And Tatum shot his shots. It's, it's remarkable to see the leap from last year to this year. It's remarkable to see how he's gone from the guy that we saw last year, and I was always wondering, is he going to make that next step? Is he going to get into that top three or four? But I'll tell you what, I was doing a, a radio show earlier today on my way into the game, and I was asked, if you could start that the, the a team in the league, you've been given the opportunity to start a new team with anyone in the league, where does Tatum fall in that? And I think he's in the top, he's certainly in the top three. Right, I, th I still think Giannis is above him, but then you get into the Luca Jason Tatum debate, and there are plenty of people who will take Tatum over Luca, and that's not. I can't say that that's wrong. I think Giannis is the clear number one. He's a force of nature. I don't think anybody's uh, breaking any news by saying that. I don't think anybody's speaking out of turn by saying that. But regardless of where you even put him, even if you want to say Tatum's number one, let's let's just use that. And it's just for the sake of argument, even if he is or if he isn't, he's in the conversation. If I get the third overall pick, 
in a start a new team and draft from everybody in the league and you give me Jason Tatum, I'm very, very happy. I'm very happy. And that's just an amazing place for, for a team to be. The Celtics are now in this position where Tatum is having a night like this. And Jalen, by the way, 26 points, 10 of 18 shooting, seven rebounds, five assists. If he wasn't in foul trouble, we might have had two guys with 40 in this one. So can't overlook Jalen, but Tatum's performance was so great that you know he spent 39 minutes on the floor. So uh, it was uh, just an incredible offensive performance. You got to make note also, Malcolm Brogdon, 21 points, six rebounds. Do you need him to be a scorer? Boom, he's a scorer. Do you need him to be a passer? No problem, he can be a passer. And he hit, I, I, I love it, I love this. People are tweeting me about the clutch shots that Malcolm Brogdon was hitting before they got to the fourth quarter. I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. Thank you. For, I love when people are catching on to what I'm talking about. That's and he did. He hit huge, huge shots all along the way. The the Celtics defense was not great in this, and the Celtics defense hasn't been great. They they I think they the Celtics missed a few shots early on in the first quarter, and then you got guys going like like Highsmith, like who Highsmith, who's Highsmith, right? People are like what? He's out there, sixteen points, four of six from three. A lot of these guys got going. Max Struess got going, 5 of 10 from 3. He had 23 points. Uh, they got great shooting from Gabe Vincent, 24 points. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, 2 of 4. 2 of 4, not 24 points. What am I talking about? Uh, Caleb Martin, 2 of 5 from 3. Tyler Hero, 2 of 6. They they also made 45% of their threes, 18 of 40. The, the, they got hot, and they just didn't miss. This was the best Miami Heat offensive performance of the season. They shot the lights out. Both teams shot the lights out. The Celtics, the, the difference in this game, the Celtics made a couple more three-pointers, and they got to the line 20 for 23, and Miami had nine free throws. They were nine of nine. So there's your difference in that game. And I think the Celtics earned those free throws. Three of them, I think, were technical fouls. So... 20, 20 of the free throws, I, I agree with, I think, I think most of those were legit. And I think partly why Miami didn't take as many free throws is they, they took a lot of jump shots. They took 43 pointers. That's, that's what it's going to be. They took a lot of mid-range shots. Sometimes you just don't get to the line. All right. Uh, <laughs> the Royal family was here, and I think it's funny the way that they reacted after the game. I'll talk about that in just a second. Thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. You can make Locked On NBA your second listen. I host on Wednesdays with Jake Madison. Uh, yesterday's show I thought was a fun one. Uh, I know some people, I, I love the uh, comment on the YouTube page, the Locked On NBA YouTube page. People are saying, came right here, right after the Locked On Celtics podcast, which I love. Come on over, hear, hear me and Jake talk about the NBA. But it's rotating hosts all week long. It's a great show. It's a great way to get caught up on the league. You want to listen to this show first and then on your way home, listen to Locked On NBA. It's a great way to do it. It's fun. Or listen to it at lunch, wherever. So, okay. So the, the Celtics, they win this game 134-121. Frankly, if I'm being honest, there's not a lot to talk about when it comes to the Celtics. Okay, great. Their offense, yay. Their defense, pfft, all right. We know that. We know there's nothing's different. Jason Tatum goes off. Okay, there's a little bit something different there. He hasn't shot very well. But a lot of the same stuff. 
Uh, Sam Hauser, 0 for 2. Okay. He's going to have some great games. He's going to have some not so great games. It's probably a bad matchup. Really athletic team for the uh, the Miami Heat, and he's just not able to keep up. Fine. You go a different direction. You get great performance from Derek White. Al Horford hits a couple of big shots, but he kind of looked a little slow in this one. Uh, if I'm I'm a little concerned uh, there a little bit. He played 33 minutes. We really need to look at limiting Al Horford a little bit more, bringing his minutes back down. But Luke Cornett, another tough matchup for him too. He's not going to be able to keep up with this a smaller uh, Miami Heat team. They're they're super athletic. He's it's it's a little tougher for him. This is why Robert Williams coming back soon. By the way, the pictures, the videos of him playing five on five, great news there. We'll talk a little bit more about that tomorrow. We'll have more time to focus on Robert Williams stuff tomorrow. Um, we'll do, so if you're if you're here looking for more of that, trust me, tomorrow will be the time. Tom and I will get together. We'll talk about Robert Williams coming back and all of that stuff. Um, but okay, so. That's it. There's not much to talk about, except when I showed up here, there was a massive police presence. First of all, traffic was out of control. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? It's a Wednesday. It's the end of November. It shouldn't be this bad. Yeah, it was raining in Boston. Okay, whatever. I'm going to hit some traffic. I'm used to some traffic. But this was outrageous. Oh, wait. The royal family is here. Prince William and Kate Middleton are here. And I walk into this building. And I see all the cops and security. I'm like, oh, God, are they coming to the game? Yes, they're coming to the game. Okay, that's great. You know, royal visit, fun. They sat on the sidelines. They, you know, had a had a grand grand old time. They got to watch a great basketball game. But after the game, oh, man, I felt so bad. Just to let you in on what, what happens here. Something like this, all of a sudden you see all the TV crews. And you see the TV news reporters, and you're like, you're, you don't belong here. This is a sports event. What are you doing here? And you see everybody showing up, like, okay, uh, some, something big's happening. And they're, they're here to do a job. But after the game, the Celtics did not care, did not give a single solitary F about the royal family being here. And there's one reporter who was just, she tried and tried. She asked Joe Mazzula, and he gave her nothing. She, he was like, she asked him about the royal family. He goes, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, that's the only royal family I know. Okay. It's kind of a funny quote, but uh, not exactly what we're looking for. So thanks. She asked Jalen Brown how it felt playing in front of the royal family. And I thought Jalen, oh, my God, he's going to go off on colonialism and, you know, repression, uh, you know, all of that. And to his credit, he only said, it's just a regular game to me, and he stopped himself. And good for you, Jalen, because that was gonna. I was waiting for like a long Jalen answer, and it wouldn't have been that wrong. But he just stopped there. Derek White asked Derek White about royal family. He was like, I, I don't know, I don't know. All I know is I almost bumped into one of them, and I thought I'd get into trouble. And so there's a picture I tweeted out of William and Kate kind of walking back through the tunnel, and the you know, Blake Griffin and Derek White and Sam Hauser, they're all sitting there like they've got this look in their face like I'm doing the the board that sitting in traffic like I can't believe this person is not letting me merge face. And that was the extent of it. What a wild, what a wild scene it was. And what a wild kind of the Celtics just if they played defense as well as they played defense 
against that poor reporter, if they shut them the heat down the way they shut her down, it would have been one thirty-one to twenty-one. It would have been a like a garbage time from the, the halftime. That's how bad it was. Uh, but hey, whatever. That's it. That's it. That's all I got from this game right now. Uh, I thought the Celtics offense, again, Celtics offense looks spectacular. They move the ball. They cut. They do all the right things. So great. The defense, I just am not going to worry about the defense uh, as much until Robert Williams is back on the floor and they can actually have the defense that they're designed to run. And let's see how good that is. In the meantime, the defense was enough to shut them down in the fourth quarter. They shot, what, two of seven from three, Miami did, in the fourth quarter. So you got you, you did just enough. They won. Again, they won. They're, they're, they've won 81% of their games. They're the best team in the league. They got the best point differential in the league. So I'm not going to complain too much about what they're doing. They're getting by. They're winning these games. No, no Jimmy Butler. So what? That's who they played. They play a team without Jimmy Butler. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how the defense sets itself. I get that there's concern. I'm not saying you shouldn't be concerned. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm just saying that right now, even with the concerns, they're winning these games. This is exactly what they're supposed to do. We're, it's December 1st. This is the December 1st show, and they only have four losses. Four losses. What? Amazing. Amazing. So, what, 18 and four now? We can't complain about that at all. And two, only two losses in regulation, by the way. All right, that's the show. I got to get out of here. Uh, I'm afraid my car might get towed. So I'm here so late. It's almost 2 a.m. So uh, got to bounce. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you're not subscribed at this point, please subscribe. Would love to if you uh, watch the show on YouTube. That would be fantastic. And if you are subscribed, Spread the word, share the podcast, tell your friends and family that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.